When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Joe with Packmaster Ralph Toby Basham, MD. Andy Brant Bernard. Cassie Schrader. We will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bernard Joe. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business. It started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. <laughs> what are you doing? He's trying to do an email. <laughs> email. I did an email. I did an audition. And- I did an audition for my fantastic agent, Kate, on, uh, sorry we're starting late today, ladies and gentlemen, but I was busy threatening someone. So, you know, <laughs> it's just the way it is. No, somebody made a comment, uh, somebody I work with made a comment that I had to tell the man that if he didn't shut up, he'd be walking with one shoe up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and the what? other in his mouth. And the other in his mouth. I don't understand why people do that. I... I, I you work together. You've been around together. Everybody's been hanging out, and everything's been good, right? Joe, Joe from Louisville says again. Yeah. Yes, Joe, again. No, I don't know. People just love to run their mouths and act like they know what the hell they're doing. And this guy has no idea what the hell he's doing. So I just basically, basically had to tell him that. I'd do some serious damage. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you have to choo- I, in this day and age, you have to choose your words carefully based on just, you know, some people's sensitivities and how you approach management. I, you have to be careful. Well, I told you what I said, and, it, you know, it worked out perfectly. Yeah. 
I think you made the, you cleared the air. I cleared the and, air totally. And I'm certain you were a perfect gentleman. You were a perfect gentleman the whole time. I'm certain. As long as you include deep breathing and huffing and puffing, I was a perfect gentleman. <laughs> no question about it. Um, I have a question for everybody in the show. Is, is Kristen on with us today? No, she's not going to be on today. She, she texted me. I've never liked you, Kristen. I I'm, hope you're listening to I'm this. And I'm leaving. I know, Kristen oh, stiffing us. Uh, typical. It's, bu- it's a busy time of year for her with all the yeah, awards yeah, amping that up. Fake award stuff. <laughs> you know, there we go. No, I love Kristen. What, a, I love what awards here. amping up? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I think that, like they announce like nominations and uh, it's and then because it's not till usually what February. No, no, no nominations. No, no, no nominations don't come out until after Golden Globes. For, yeah, I'm for, not the, sure. for the Academy Awards. Yeah, Here we go. Award show TV schedule 2018. Uh, up People's Choice Awards next month. Oh, boy. And then... <laughs> People's oh. Choice. You mean the very important People's yeah, Choice? I'm sure she goes there. Um, Directors Guild of America is in February. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, that's really it. The only thing for this year is the People's Choice. People's Choice Awards. <laughs> uh, I did find out now... That Catherine and I are going to Cuba on February 21st mm-hmm. for eight days. Cuba. She wanted to go there for her birthday. She's gonna, she's gonna turn a certain age in in March. So she wanted to. Said, obviously neither of us have been to Cuba, so we're going to Cuba. So now these stations reaching out, going, I wonder if we should do a, a our spring trip to Cuba. Oh I said, I told you to do that four or five months ago. And now you get back to me and go, hey, it's last minute. Should we do it? I was like, good God, will you just, uh <laughs> drives me insane. So now they're going to they're going to uh, uh, hang on to, what are you going to, when I say uh, bootstrap up to yours. That's exactly <laughs> what they're going to do. That's exactly it. I, I just don't understand why we can't. I am literally going to have to go over there and say, sit down. We're going to all be on the same page. <clears throat> Or nobody will ever see you. <laughs> That's just how it is. Why do people do that? Explain that to me. Okay. I, I don't know. It seems like sometimes there's just too many cooks in the kitchen. That's, but, yeah, pretty much true. But they, yeah. everybody likes to have the original idea. That they want to have the original idea. Well, Someone Catherine, else comes up. With, I didn't have the idea. Catherine did. I know, but the, the whole point is, is they want the idea. If you, they don't have the idea and someone else brings up the idea, say, oh, no, I don't know if that's going to work that's out. That's exactly what yeah. happened. And then they rum, ruminate, ruminate, and say, you know, what would be a good idea? You know, As if we went yeah. to Cuba the last week in February. Good. You have a couple of cigars when you're there? I suppose we will. What do you mean? When I, you'll probably end up going. Oh, well, I thought Catherine talked to you about going, actually. Oh, she's gonna, oh, she'll put the arm on uh, Lindsay to, to go. She's not going to put the arm <laughs> on anybody. <laughs> you going to party it up in Havana? I'd love to go. I think it would be, be great. Well, but. you should go. February 21st, Buster. Black we'll beans and rice. A little arroz con pollo, which is Puerto Rican, but still. You know what? I tell you what, we have Amigo down in down in Florida when we're on vacation down there. We go to Amigo. Yeah. They have Cuban food there. Oh my God, the arropa viejo and and uh, uh, picadillo, all that stuff. Oh God, is it good? It's beef in a mild. By mild, I mean it's not an overdone sauce. Like it's all sloppy sauce. Yeah. It's kind of like bonded to the beef. Oh. There are green olives in it. Oh. God, is it good. And isn't Amigo the best Spanish food you've ever had? Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's... Who would have thought that a state that has almost as many Cubans as Cuba would have good Cuban food? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly. Probably more now. Actually, yeah, I wonder. (laughs) Cuban population of Florida (laughs) is 1.2 million. Cuba's population is 11 million. So 11 million? Not even close. Yeah, but... Let's but try still. to track them down. But, um, I mean, Florida is the most Cuban state by quite a bit. But, but Cuba's a big island. I was told that if you if you put the one end of Cuba at the south end of Florida, the other end of Cuba would be around North Carolina. Yeah, that's right. It is a big island. It big is place. a huge island. And it's overpopulated. And that, uh, that uh, was it, Michael, the hurricane passed just to the west of it, didn't it? It went right, literally, <clears throat> just to the left of uh, Cuba. And now it's going to go right at the panhandle, from what I understand. Man. It's headed right at the pan. It's, it's in the Gulf of Mexico right now with winds of 130 miles an hour. Power wash Florida again. You know, power wash in Florida again. It's absolutely true. One of my favorite stories is about uh, Amigo. And if you ever get down there, it's on Okeechobee Boulevard in West Palm Beach. Give it a whirl. It's phenomenal. Really good. 
There are a lot of good restaurants down there. But I, I, when I found out they had built another Amigo like four miles away. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think about what I was saying to the woman because she, she spoke English but not all that well. And so I asked her the question, and instead of saying there are, I said there is. So I said to her, there's two Amigos, meaning there are two restaurants. But what I said to her in Spanish was, you and I are friends. And it's two Amigos. So, yes, I basically said to her, a woman I've never met, you and I are friends. She's like, what? <laughs> She's looking at me like, what? Oh, I would have given you a big hug. Yes. Oh, You're yes. You're my best friend oh, now. Best friends in the world. <laughs> and it's two amigos. Yeah, I thought the Spanish people were, they were so friendly. That we just, well, oh, well, no, now I think about it. Michelle. No. Michelle Tafoya. Yeah, Michelle. You know, Spanish. Typical. Typical. You know what I'm saying. But, yeah, so, uh, you know, we'll... I don't know if that's going to happen. We're going to we're going to Vegas. We already announced that. Well, you're going to Vegas yeah. with it. No, right? I can't go. Oh, you can't go. No, I'll be going. I'll be doing. I'm, oh, that's right. Yeah, I know what you're doing. Never. Got some you other, don't have to tell other anybody. plans on Friday. You have to tell anybody. So I can't um, go. But you're a sponsor of it. Yeah. Oh, I'm all over it like a cheap suit. Okay. So basically, uh, yeah. So so they got that thing all set. We're going down there. And then I found out that Catherine, when we're in Las Vegas, she's going to leave and go to Palm Springs. For what? A friend of hers has a house there, so they're going to go hang out there while I come back here and, and bust my ass. That's right. <laughs> Work like a dog back here, and then she's a la di da, la di da. Oh, I'm you know in Palm I'm Springs. Uh, Palm Springs not my deal. It's and not the, my. No, I haven't been there in years. No, it's not my deal. It's sort of like it's, it's like tennis courts and golf courses punctuated by rest homes and mortuaries. Other it's than just that, not my, though, it's really good. <laughs> Other than that. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe they'll be going to Cuba the last week in February. Oof. I don't know. I don't know if our listeners are going to want to go out of out of the country though. That's the only thing I'm wondering. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it, this is a when you go, you're not going through another country. I mean, you're able to go and you're able to get a visa. Yeah, do you have to get a visa beforehand? Yeah, you do. Oh, that's a hassle. All you, the, a real ID is that is that it's not used as a visa though, is it? No. No, you, you're going to need your passport. Then you're going to, you may have to apply for a visa to go. I don't know the particulars yeah, of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the, you know, I don't know what, uh, uh, you know, Obama opened it up, but I don't know. They may have, uh, you know, tightened it back down so he can't travel there as easily. Yeah, I, I don't, probably I don't not know. as easily. I don't know. I don't know the deal. So. Oh, Joe from Louisville, bring back some cigars, please. Why don't you go with us, Joe? You pill. <laughs> Actually, the rate that Catherine got is incredibly affordable. It's unbelievable. An eight-day trip, and it's like, I don't know, it's not very expensive. Well, and, Cuba's and, pretty poor. So and, to them, that's well, yeah. probably a lot of money. Yeah, pro- that's probably true. Are you, you, you going to fly there, or are you going to take the boats? No, it's a, yeah, but it's like a 90-mile like cruise, so it's not that big a deal. Yeah. You, know, you, go, from, you go from Miami down to Havana, it's like 90 miles. I know, it's just amazing. Yeah, so we're just going to go, we're going to hang out there, I'm going to stir the pot. Yeah, they, go, uh, through the streets running, Fidel was a scumbag. <laughs> Their per capita GDP is seventy eight hundred dollars. Somebody told me twenty bucks a month is a good wage in Cuba. Twenty dollars a month. Um, well, let's see. If they're worth seventy eight hundred dollars on average, then twenty bucks. Nah, I don't know about 240 that. Two hundred forty bucks a year. I think I know. I just have a, a way to make that country unbelievably rich. Oh. They have all the cars from the forties and fifties. Yes, they do. They're still running. They're still running. Still it's running. True. It's very They keep true. them up and running. So man, they yeah, just sell, start selling those cars yeah, in America cool. at Barrett's uh, auction. Yeah. You know, auction. They'll yeah. be making a fortune. Get a couple million from Jay Leno for per car. Yeah, yeah. that's about right. Yeah. Leno would probably buy all of them. But um, I have a friend, a Cuban friend, and his father is a doctor in Cuba. Still, he yeah. he lives in Florida, but uh, his father is a doctor in Cuba. Makes thirty bucks a month. As a doctor. That's Man. nice, huh? Mm. I think they call it like Obamacare or something like that. They call, <laughs> they call it well, something like that. He <laughs> goes, something like that. that's, well, that. In essence, that's the way it is in France, too. The, uh, as part of, if you work as part of the public service uh, for medicine, yeah. that, that reimbursement is not very much. Not very much at all. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's very, very true. So I don't know. We, we shall see what the situation is. Um... A couple of stories, you know, Nikki Haley resigned as U.N. ambassador today. I always liked Nikki Haley. She yeah. was there for two years. I thought she did a good job. I don't know who they'll appoint, but President uh, Trump, of course, said, 
We'll have a major announcement at 10.30, which is 9.30 Central Time. I haven't heard a word. <laughs> Why does he do that? <laughs> it's a deal. And he did the something, something that Obama used to do, too. And the, both of those guys, I don't like any. If you run for president, I don't like you. That's just how it is. You, if your ego's that big, you think you should be president. I know somebody has to do it, but. Uh, I remember Obama did this a couple of times, and now Trump did it today, and he's done it a couple of times, too, or both of them more than a couple of times. He said, Nikki Haley did an amazing job, and we did an amazing job together. He has to put what an amazing guy he is in there every time. I can't tell you how amazing I am. I'm amazing. I'm a incredibly amazing as a matter of fact did i tell you i was amazing it's like <laughs> jesus donald calm down but yeah, honest they, to god they got some eagles on them. i am huge amazing huge amazing you yeah. got any are you looking for any announcement that happened since 10 30 eastern time this no morning? well there's a news story that um where did i put it oh here the clintons are gearing up oh Let's yeah see. 740 bucks a ticket to cash in on their lecture circuit. That's correct. So, yeah, more money. Let's I, see, tickets, depending on the seat and venue, range anywhere from $70 to $699. Well, it's now up to $740. Oh, is it? Yeah, it went up to $740 mm-hmm. this morning. Um, I, I don't, and again, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I don't lean one way or the other. I do not understand how it is, though, that Bill Clinton can still be adored by people. The man's a rapist. Adored by women. Yeah, by women. I, I'll, Cassie, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> no, the, the people are like bashing them. It's like Twitter. It said people on Twitter. Uh, no, thank you. The only tour tour I want to see the Clintons on is in a jail tour. Lock her up. <laughs> posted self-described wow. conservative Anna Catherine, and then people are putting like, "Oh my God, what morons would attend this? What hip- hypocrisy!" Uh, what about the hashtag Me Too? So people, I, I think they're Good. taking notice with Clinton. And it's like so. So these this lectures, they're both of them are going to be out lecturing on. I guess together. so. And then yeah. well, Michelle Obama too. She's going on this huge book tour. I yeah, mean, it says uh, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, Bruno Mars are going to be oh, helping her, like probably performing before she comes out and does book signings. I don't know. Is it all just a circus now? How about serving the public? How about that? Instead of trying to become a billionaire yeah. off our backs, why don't you serve the people? I just don't care. I, I, well, they, I don't they're, understand these they, people. Serve themselves. It's all yeah, about them. Yeah, it is. More it's me true. now. And they and they like they like to, to be. be uh, I think the Obamas really enjoyed being part of the show. They like being. Yeah, I think that is very true. Uh, being yeah. on the inside group. Let's let's talk. Let's chat. Hey, you know, you know, glad handing all the people in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They just love that you know, being part of the show. I mean, they're even saying on here too. Even the Dem- Democrats like people on Twitter that are vocally right. Democratic. Right. Um, they're taking notice, and someone. Uh, tweeted, just imagine if George W. and Laura would do this. The idea is plain old dumb for the Clintons to go out on tour. Just give it a rest, you two. We don't need this now. It's all about money. Mm-hmm. It's all about how much money they can make. They're billionaires now because of the Clinton phone. Well, and the Clinton what, it, what does she say. have to offer that's new? All she's going to do is complain about this last last yeah, election, how she lost to Trump. And even, I, I'm not even a Trump fan. I didn't, you know. Five people in our family, all five of them voted, and well, Andy didn't vote at all. And then the other four people voted for somebody different. Mm-hmm. We don't support anyone. We're sick of all of you-ish. Yeah, I know. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. He was here to talk about a great service at an app that you can get and use from North American Banking Company. It's called XCheck. All right, Michael, my buddy, my pal of mine, why do I need this? And why is it cool? We developed the app to compete with the other payment applications across the country. We wanted something that was safe, secure, easy to use, and most of all, free. Say, for example, Alex needs some money and you want to send her some money. You can do it right away in the payment app and would get into her account without her having to go to the bank. Most convenient for the princess in your life. And the Prince Andy, too, because I wouldn't want the kids having to leave the house to get cash. I wouldn't want that. No, there'd be no sense in that. You'd have to buy the gas then, too. (laughs) They're going to love it. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Check out nabankco.com slash KQ for more about XCheck. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. 
Whiting Clinic has changed their name to include their two specialties, LASIK and cataract surgery. Whiting Clinic is best known for their amazing LASIK results and ability to enhance thousands of lives by restoring vision to clarity without the need for glasses or contacts. You've heard me rave about them for years. You know that. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm a perfect example of their good work. You know what I'm saying. I see so clearly now. When my clear LASIK vision started to fade due to cataracts, Whiting Clinic took care of me again and have the most advanced lens technology so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you're over 60 and have noticed your vision starting to fade, call the experts at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. To learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020. That's 855-554-2020. And please tell them Tom sent you. Ooh, I like this music. Now we're talking, ladies and gentlemen, we're just trying to cure all of the ills of the world. We're doing an amazing job together. We're just sitting around. It's amazing. And speaking of your grandson. Sage. Yes, yes. I understand. I understand. He likes to watch football. He loves to watch football. Honestly, God, we watched him last time. He cried for literally five hours, and this time we discovered it because he was sitting on my lap, facing away from me, because he just lays his head right yeah. against my chest. All of a sudden, I realized he's not making a noise. I said, "Catherine, is he asleep?" Because I couldn't see his face. Mm-hmm. He goes, "No, he's watching football." <laughs> and I, I guess it's just because of all the motion and the colors and everything. It just oh, yeah. fascinates him all the colors and the motion and all the rest of it. Because we didn't have the volume up, mm-hmm. so it wasn't noise. It was just the motion and the colors and the, all that stuff. He loves it. There, uh, my grandson, B Fox. He does. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's his DJ name. Yeah, B Fox. Yeah. B Fox. He. Uh, has some some oddball cheapo video plastic screen like that, a leapfrog? I don't know what it is, but he was he was crying like there was no tomorrow. He didn't like he was tired. He didn't want to be in this car seat. We're driving along, and they said just press that button up there. I hit this button. He stopped crying immediately, and all it is is just a couple lights going across the screen. That's it. Oh. It's just motion. And it was, it, it, and he just like shut down and just was mesmerized by it. Is it color? Oh, yeah, it's a color and oh, a yes. bright that's, light here, and then it. it moves, you know. It's a huge deal to kids, man. He just yeah. absolutely loves it. Well, my my um, well, my well, youngest son, Max, when he was about six months old, he loved to watch SpongeBob. Like, he was fascinated by yeah, it. Yeah, I can see that. Because of all the vibrant colors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my other kids, too, like, uh, Charlie loved Blue's Clues because of the mm-hmm. vibrant colors. So, I, yeah, and I think that's why Teletubbies was so popular with babies and stuff because yeah. of all the colors. Yeah. I, I wonder if because of their immature brain that they experience colors the way some people uh, experience colors when they're uh, taking a psychedelic drug. It could be. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good that's a good. You know where they're stimulated in an entirely different way. Yeah. than than when you're when they're sober or when they're not on on the psychedelic drug. Yeah, it's almost kind of like seeing something new for the first yep. time that euphoric like, "Oh my god, this is fat," you know. Um, maybe, yeah, because I, I remember uh, Max, I mean, he would be crying and I'd put on SpongeBob in the middle of the night and he would immediately just just honing on the TV, and his eyes would get real big, and he would stop crying, and then he was just a happy little baby. Huh? See, that's how life should be. I should be a happy little baby. I think I've baby. seen every episode of SpongeBob probably three yeah. times each. I, I even know, like, lines from SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob. I do, too. You're good, you're good, you're good. <laughs> when the ship hits the phenomenal. I love SpongeBob. I and I love the squirrels, the only one that has to wear, a, like, a helmet. Yeah, Sandy. Mm-hmm. Well, my son, my oldest son, Jackson, we were just talking about that on the drive back from Chicago. And he's like, I miss watching SpongeBob. And he's like... I wonder if that pizza, I wonder if that guy's still mad that they didn't uh, bring him a pop with his pizza because there was an episode where they did. Uh, Krusty uh, Krab Pizza yes. is the pizza. <laughs> yeah. yep. And they had to like walk across the whole Bikini Bottom Ocean there to deliver this pizza. And it was like they were in the desert. And it was just like this journey just to deliver a pizza. And they get there and the guy was mad because they didn't bring him his drink. And so, yeah, Jack's like, I wonder if that guy's still mad that he didn't get his drink oh, with his man. pizza. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, this is a local story. Tuesday marks Brett Kavanaugh's first day on the bench. 
for a Minnesota teacher. It also marks the end of her job. Fox 9 News reports the unnamed Rosemont special education teacher's resignation was announced today, capping off a few days of contention over a tweet made about the new Supreme Court justice. And she tweeted, and I quote, so who's going to take one for the team and kill Kavanaugh? Oh, my God. What, sco- what school? Rosemont. High school? Uh, it just says Rosemont. Unnamed Rosemont special education teacher. Unnamed okay. Rosemont. No, unnamed state? No, it's Minnesota. That's it's Minnesota. My, that's, yeah. I wonder if that's at my son's school. That might be a special education <laughs> <You> teacher. Know, <laughs> oh, I should probably check kid. into that. Call, calling. Uh, what if your kid poked the bear? Man. It's his fault. <laughs> calling for violence that way. Yeah. I know. Isn't that amazing? It is. Man. Kill someone. Why Who's going to kill Kavanaugh? Are you completely insane? You know, you think that with teachers and stuff, it's not that you don't have an opinion, but you do have a responsibility to uphold as a teacher and yeah. an authoritative figure. That'd be good. You know, especially when it's around children. Nice. No, yeah. teachers are smart people. That's how why they're yeah, teachers. True. And someone that's doing that is not smart. No. That is stupid to do. It's really stupid. Especially in this day and age where kids are so gullible and they take things for yeah mm-hmm. they don't get sarcasm no, i i think that's a federal offense to call yeah, for the is. assassination to mm-hmm. make it a threat is, like yeah. that especially to someone of the yeah, supreme court justice Are you insane? <laughs> uh the teacher who the star tribune reports is a female who worked at the alliance education center alliance oh no i not yours Unless they, that's where they, the special education teachers come from, and then they, because I know uh, maybe, that yeah. they do have to bounce around um, yeah, the schools that. within the district yep. because there's not enough of them. Yep. Uh, she was placed on paid leave so the situation could be investigated. The voluntary resignation followed. A rep for the FBI Minneapolis tells the Star Tribune was made aware of the tweet. The paper reports at least two people have been prosecuted in the state for threatening federal district court judges. It's unclear whether authorities will probe this incident. Unclear. She should absolutely be prosecuted for what she did. No question. Look, I'm not even a Kavanaugh fan. I'm not a Republican, whatever. The guy, there's no proof he did anything wrong, and you people can't let it go. Look, I'm sure he did other things that were filthy. Because that's what all those politicians do. They do tons of filthy things. And none of them ever get caught for it. So I'm sure Kavanaugh's done filthy things along with the rest of them. But he didn't do, there's no proof he did what you said he did. But you still want him to be killed. What is wrong with you? Seriously. Uh, That's just mental illness to me. I I don't understand it. It just just makes, I just don't understand why you're... You're threatening that sort of stuff. You know, Not that is a dangerous thing to do because there are people who just, you know, are just on the verge of, you know, their right. ability to comprehend reality. And when you start saying things like that, when they hear those sort of things, they may start to act on that. Yeah, and, yeah that's right. Or act on, act out towards someone who they think might be a supporter or a non-supporter. I mean, it is a bizarre you can't do that. We just can't do that in a civilized society. You just can't do it's that. It's true. We don't do that. Uh, in any Bad case, um, <laughs> yeah, the paper reports at least two people have been prosecuted in the state for threatening federal district court judges. It's unclear whether the authorities will probe this incident. As for Kavanaugh, the AP reports he began his first day in session by digging right into the questions for both sides regarding a case on increased prison sentences for repeat offenders. It notes most of the other justices had posed questions before he spoke. So that's that deal. Um, yeah, let's not be asking for people to be murdered. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah, I I don't know. That's, I, I feel that's such a huge disservice to kids. Absolutely. Because they just, and kids today, I mean, I've, I've heard kids say they hate Trump, they hate Trump. I'm like, I know. do you Based know why? What? Do you know why? And they're like, the, well, I don't know. The unemployment rate right now is... As low as it was when I graduated from high school. Yeah, it's not 49 years. That is weird. I mean, just to consider that economic piece is just so interesting. Is it him? Maybe. Is it what Obama did or didn't do? Maybe. Maybe what he did. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. But it's on his watch. And you kind of get credit for the stuff that I 
gets on your watch. Well, here's the deal. I, we, I talked about it this morning, and it's, I think, you know, I, I want you to comment on this too, Ralph. Um, the president's been to North Korea already, and he's going back. That has not happened, I believe, in the history of North Korea, that a sitting U.S. president has gone to North Korea. Uh, that what was it? Nineteen forty-nine, I think it was founded as mm-hmm. a, as his own country. I think it was forty-nine. Uh, in any case, so the president's been there; he's going back. The Pope is going to North Korea. A Pope has never come close to North Korea, and as a matter of fact, Korea itself, when it was just Korea instead of North and South Korea, a cardinal was invited, but he didn't go. Nobody from the Catholic Church, the hierarchy, has ever been to Korea. Oh, that's why so many of the South Koreans are Presbyterian. See, so there Presbyterian. you go. No, but, I, but that would coats. There, there's the there's there. They should have Trump and the Pope together going I there. I think that'd be a wonderful kind of a thing. You know, throw, get us some Dalai Lama. You can show up. Maybe we can search something out. Can we just literally point out the positive things that are going on? I'm not yeah. giving anybody credit for it. All I know is it's going on. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I mean, guy's nuts that Kim Jong-un is crazy. Yeah, and it's, and it's, and it's interesting because President Obama did um, take America, let America sort of uh, back off from its ego a little bit. Yeah. And you approached know. some of his visits, was criticized for that. Uh, approach some of his visits in a sort of not as as more not as much of a what do I want to say a strong role or overwhelming role or uh, I'm better than you role. So you know, for us to say, hey, let's talk about these North Koreans, maybe we can sort something out. I think, well, maybe it's just a continuation of that kind of attitude. I don't know. It could be, but I, there's a, there are a lot of good things that have gone on in everyone's administration. Yeah. But we don't like to point those out, Democrat or Republican, because we'd rather rip the hell out of them for the things yeah. that don't go well. I don't really understand that. But that's who people are, and that's what people do. And that's all there is to it, you know. Um, Joe from Louisville, you're right next door in Kentucky, right next door to Tennessee. You'll have to answer for this one. A Tennessee inmate set to be executed this week is asking the state to allow him to die, not by lethal injection, but he wants to die by the lesser of two evils, the lethal injection being the greater of two evils. He wishes to die in the electric chair. (laughs) I don't know if he knows that's a little painful from what I understand. Doesn't seem like a pleasant death. I know that. They probably dope you up pretty big, though, don't they, Ralph? Do they wet the sponge? Yeah, that's right. They have a sponge yeah. on no, your temples. No, no, all of the sponges, all of the straps have saltwater sponges to conduct the electricity. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. You know, so it, all that sort of, yeah, it's, but in Utah, when uh, Gary Mark Gilmore was executed, they, he had a choice. He, he had a choice. There's yeah. yeah, right. So yeah, the, the, their altruism is unbelievable in Utah. He had a choice of either be, be from hanging mm-hmm. or firing squad. That's correct. He went firing squad. He, he shot, he took the firing squad, and they did, I guess they did the <laughs> autopsy at the University of Utah when I was there, so. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, went, I wasn't around. I'm sure that was kind of guarded, but. You know, you did, how long did you live in Utah? Five years. What is this deal now with the head of the Mormon church saying, well, the head of the Church of the Latter-day Saints, saying that calling us Mormon is the work of the devil? What, what? is that now? Not a clue. Andy, would you look up and see Mormon. the head of the, the head of the Church of Latter Day Saints said that calling us Mormon is the work of the devil. Well, they used to, that's their is their commercial. That's what they're, I they're, thought. They're, Mormon said, Tabernacle they're, they're, Choir. They're, he this. said that nicknames for faith are a victory for Satan. Oh, so so Mormon is a nickname? Yeah, they're called the they're the <laughs> Jesus Christ Church of Latter Day Saints, and that's how they want to be called. No, but the they Jesus but Christ of Latter Day Saints they, Choir. They, they ran public service announcements about kindness, yes. and love, and things like that. Yeah, and it was did. always and always. And you may have done voiceover for it. They 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 said uh, no. They they would hang no, it on me. No, they would have no. They would have used this. They would use the person that uh, the, for the spoken word. That's the person they would have used. I would guess. But they. They, they would always tag it by, uh, brought to you by the uh, Church of Jesus Christ for the Latter-day Saints, the Mormons. Yes. Joe just texted me and said, remember, those are the idiots that wear special underwear. Yeah. <laughs> That's really nice. Yeah, all, all religions really have nice. a little, you know, have some yeah, things have... we can talk about. Well, not, we, the, yeah. <laughs> not, not the Presbyterian predestination. Not the Presbyterian. Oh, no, we all got, we all got yeah. religious baggage. We, we do. Agree. 
Don't throw any stones. Yeah, some of the ones of that I've heard from the Mormon Church. Yeah, some of them are very um, odd. That I, I don't want to say for air. I know, but when it comes to like, but, but the, you know, if you, you start looking around, you know. so nicknames for churches or faiths are the work of the devil. So, well, I don't know what other nicknames are there for faiths. I'm, I'm I don't know Quakers. Okay. No, is that a faith? I don't know. Yeah, the Quakers, but they were, um, or they were the friends of. Yeah, the friends. Oh, what they they were friends uh, of. Formerly known as the Religious Society of Friends. So Quakers are Quaker is a nickname. Nickname. Work of the devil. So there you go. I love his oats though. I know. Mm -hmm. I love the devil's oats. The Quaker the Devil steel cut? <laughs> it's steel cut. <laughs> now oat. we're cooking with great oats. Well, would you consider like Lutheran then? Uh, no, Lutheran. Catholic? Is, no, I'm trying. No, Catholic. No. Lutheran is the result of a car, a Martin Luther. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to, to starting the ball but rolling. Do they consider that a nickname then? I, that's what I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to I understand. Don't. I'm trying to think of religions that have nicknames because mm, Shintoism doesn't have that. What are the where did yeah. Where did Mormon come from oh, then? God, the Book of Mormon. Right. We'll be right oh. back in two minutes. Or at least a few minutes. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here to tell you Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers, come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. We are back. With music. With music. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Our very special guest, Lou Burney, is with us, as a matter of fact. Uh, pretty, pretty fascinating stuff. As a matter of fact, November Road, a novel, was uh, released uh, today. Today's the release date, is it not, Lou? It is out today. Marvelous. Um, you know, it's amazing to me. I was having a, uh, a discussion. I, I'm pretty much a centrist. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. We had a little talk a discussion yesterday, and every time. I have a political political discussion with anybody. The Kennedys come up. It might be because I grew up Roman Catholic, and my my mother loved the fact that there was a Roman Catholic priest. She just thought uh, Roman Catholic, excuse me, president. She thought that was the greatest thing of all time. I will never forget it. But yeah, the Kennedys. Um, they're really not. Is there anybody left in in public office in the Kennedy family? Is there somebody out in Massachusetts? Uh, you know, Lou. I, th- I think there, I think there might be a rep uh, from Massachusetts, but I'm not positive about that. Yeah, I'm not either, and it's kind of weird. I usually would have known something like that, but set against the assassination of JFK, a poignant and evocative crime novel that centers on a desperate cat and mouse chase across 1960s America, a story of unexpected connections, daring possibilities. Uh, yeah, I mean the whole the hope of second chances from the. Edgar Award-winning author. I said Edgar Award-winning author of The Long and Far Away Gone. Lou Burney, our special guest. Um, I will never forget that day, as a matter of fact. Lou, uh, I don't know what age bracket you're in, but I was 
Looking back now, I think I was 10 years old. I might have, well, no, I just turned 11, as a matter of fact. And I was um, at home from school. I was going to St. Anne's schools. I was in seventh grade because I started school early. That's why I was only 11. But I was sitting with my mother, and there was a local show on called Lunch with Casey, which all the little kids would come home and watch at, uh, watch at noon for their lunch, and then they'd go back to school. And right in the middle of lunch with Casey, it was flashed uh, that uh, President Kennedy had been shot. I think it was, what, uh, about 12.05 Central Time? Wasn't it at 1.05 Eastern Time? Is that correct, Lou? Yeah, that sounds right. It was, it was right around then. Yeah. So uh, I remember how horrified my mother was because, again, she was Catholic and thought a Catholic president would be great. I got back to school. And we were sitting in the seventh grade class, and it was announced that uh, that John F. Kennedy had died. And I will never forget this as long as I live. One of the kids started cheering because he had died. Cheering in a Catholic school that JFK was dead. Did not go over huge with the nuns, I can guarantee you that, Lou. So <laughs> that day, I mean, that day is burned in my head and will be forever. Uh is it? I mean, it has to be one of the most important days in the history of America, I would think, isn't it? I think so. Uh, I was not born yet. My, I grew up Roman Catholic, too, and so I remember vividly as a kid the, uh, the framed photo of JFK in my grandmother's mm-hmm. house. and mm-hmm. He was a saint. You know, he was a saint in that community. Oh, yeah. But it was, an event that was, it was an event that was just so seismic that it changed everything about the country. It, it changed the future, and it, it was, it's almost kind of uh, difficult to overstate how much an impact it had on people at the time. I mean, you talk to anyone who was over you know, the age of four or five, they know exactly where they were, and then the, they know exactly sort of what led them from that point on. So I, I think it's one of those things that just really did change America. Oh, it did. There's no question about it. And it kind of brought the mob into the forefront as well because many people speculate that JFK was assassinated because he turned on the mob, that uh, Sam Giancana got him votes in Illinois and uh, was it Virginia or West Virginia? I think West Virginia. West, West Virginia. It was yep. West Virginia. Got him a lot of votes and then, uh, and then JFK, uh, well, Joseph Kennedy actually was the one I believe that made the decision you will not have any contact with Sam Giancana from this point on. Joe was mm-hmm. not the most straight-ahead guy in the world, was he? Well, Joe, you know, uh, you could argue he was a mobster too. I sure, mean, I'm not going to do that, but I mean, I will. he was—he uh, was okay. Good. <laughs> uh, he was running rackets during Prohibition, and yep. so he—I uh, mean, when I was doing research on this, because I wanted it—you know—it's fiction, so I was going to make things up, but I also wanted it to be plausible, and and I was sort of just startled at the, how enmeshed the mob was with American life in the '50s and '60s, and and you know, Sam Giancana. Shared, shared a mistress with, with Jack Kennedy, which you right. know, was just almost unfathomable to think about. And, you know, Frank Sinatra introduced them all. So it's just one of those <laughs> the weirdest things that it was a, a few people knew about it and reporters knew about it. They just didn't put it in the papers. Yeah, I love the fact that to this day that newspapers don't put in all the facts. They put in whatever you, they want you to hear. That annoys the hell out of me, Lou. Mm-hmm. I find it to be very, very annoying, as a matter of fact. It's just, could you tell me the whole truth? That'd be really, really wonderful. Um, okay, so November Road, where does it begin? It starts in New Orleans. It's uh, I'm focused on a guy, one of the main characters, is a guy named Frank Guidry, who's a fixer for the uh, the mob in New Orleans. That's Carlos Marcello's organization. Yep. And Frank is this charming, amoral guy who pays off judges and, and makes the wheels turn. And then he, he discovers on you know, November 22nd, 1963, that he also knows some stuff about what really happened in Dallas earlier that day that makes him all of a sudden um, very uh, dangerous to Carlos Marcelo, which means he's got to start running for his life right away. So that's, that's kind of what kicks off that character's uh, journey west. That makes so. Uh, are you a Yankees fan? I am, I, yes. You know how I'm I knew a, that? I yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the name of the character is that it? Well, and well, the fact can I tell you a quick story. And the fact the fact is that he's from Louisiana. <laughs> In Louisiana, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'm I'm a huge Yankee fan, and uh, this this May the Yankees have an author program where they let uh, an author throw up the first pitch at Yankee Stadium uh, once a month, 
and I got to do that. And so it was it was it was one of the greatest moments of my entire life to, to be able to throw the first pitch at Yankee Stadium. I understand. I threw out the first pitch at the Twins game a couple of times. First time I did it. Nice Italian boy, Sal Butera, was the catcher, and I threw the ball to the plate. Sure. yeah. Threw the ball to the plate. He took the glove off and shook his hand like it came in too hot. I was like, come on, man. Let's, oh, yeah. that's great. Why don't you just ridicule me <laughs> right here? But, yes, for people who don't know, Frank Guidry is probably named, you can ask Lou, Bernie, but uh, yes. Ron Guidry, uh, what was it, 25 and 4, I believe? Uh, that one uh, year? 1978. <laughs> yeah. Very good, Lou. Very good. Yeah, yeah Ron. Get, have you ever talked to Ron? It's a, it's a real common name. It's a common. Name. It is out in Louisiana. It is. Yeah. Right. Have you ever talked to Ron Gidry? Yeah. No, he did send me a copy of his book. He did a, a signing there a couple of weeks after me, and he sent me a signed copy of his autobiography. And I was really excited to get that. One of the nicest guys I've ever spoken to in my life. I interviewed him about a year ago, and he's just a great. Guy. Well, his book. When did his book come out? Uh, I'm not sure. He does. Everyone I've talked to said he's an amazingly nice, generous he is. man. He's so a I, very I nice guy. Okay, so Frank Guidry, maybe not as nice as Ron Guidry. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, so he's, I like he's, that. But but uh, but he's got you know I mean he's got I you know he's got the capability to change I hope in the book and I'm and I kind of wrote the book waiting to see once Frank got on the road and met the other main character who's a small town housewife with her two young daughters fleeing a drunk husband and she's on the road heading west and when frank meets her he sees an opportunity to use her as cover as camouflage because he's he's on the lam and so he starts manipulating her and the daughters but something real starts to develop between them and 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 they have a, a genuine relationship develops Ooh, i like it I like that a lot. Uh, now, growing up Catholic, you said you were not born when he was uh, assassinated. Uh, what year were you born? Well, I'll tell you, my mom uh, always said that I was conceived the night that Kennedy was shot. And the, <laughs> there you go. The, uh, the, math, the math is a little sketchy, but it, it's plausible. Uh, my mom was a great storyteller, so uh, I'm just going to take it and say, sure, that's, that's what happened. I think it's wonderful. I think it's absolutely wonderful, the whole situation. Uh, yeah, because we, we've been talking about this a lot lately as, as well, Lou, the fact that um, the 60s, beginning in 63 and going all the way through, God, 69, the whole, the whole year. What, at five, I believe five major national figures were murdered in that uh, seven-year stretch. Beginning with uh, John yeah. Kennedy, of course, we had Martin Luther King, we had Bobby Kennedy, I think uh, George Lincoln Rockwell. He was, although he was, you know, not a major figure, but he mm -hmm. was killed for his political view. He right. was, a, it was an American Nazi party, I think. Right, I think so. Yeah. But then you know, the, the George Wallace, that was in the '60s too, or was that in the '70s? Yeah. But I think that, uh, I think right around then, though. I will tell you this, it, it, it does frighten me quite a bit, having gone through the 60s with all the hatred right now. There was a, there was a young woman, they say she stepped down from Rosemont uh, Alternative Learning Center here in the state of Minnesota because she tweeted out asking who was going to kill Kavanaugh. What are we doing? No, no, that's terrible. Isn't that just horrible? Uh, it's, yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. I mean... I, it's interesting writing this book set in 63, you know, there's definitely parallels with today because you want to talk about hatred. I mean, the hatred in 1963 was just uh, incendiary. You know, Dallas, you talked about the kids cheering in the class. You know, there was people in Dallas who were happy that Kennedy was shot, and it was a very reactionary place, and many places were. And it was just kind of a seething cauldron with civil rights and women's rights, and there was a lot of people that didn't want to see any of that happen. And, so it's it's kind of interesting to sort of look at today and then in the same in the same kind of perspective. Yeah, it, it, do you? Well, I, again, you uh, you were a very very young child, but there were so many things going on right now that were going on back then. Everybody was separated from everybody else, and it, it just. But I think the the matching hatred level is what I never wanted to see that happen again. My they. Uh, where I grew up, they burned the neighborhood uh, along Plymouth Avenue to the ground back in 1968. That was an interesting thing to go to. We had our own Jeep parked in oh, front wow. of our house, so yeah. that was good. We had got our own Jeep, Lou. It was fantastic. Wow. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, great. Uh, did you always want to write something about the Kennedy era? Uh, it's, it was always there in the back of my mind because I was a I was a kid. My right. I grew up in Oklahoma City, right. and we'd go down every summer for a baseball game in Dallas. And my dad would drive us through Feely Plaza. I remember I remember being like three, four, five maybe <clears> years old, and he'd always slow down and say, "This is where it happened." And you know, he'd look up the Texas School Book Depository and see that window, and and that really stayed with me, and it just it fascinated me. And so I think it was always like lined up as something I was going to write about someday. Did you have a ball writing it? I mean, it's a lot of work. I understand. Uh, no, it was it was horrible. I'll, I'll be <laughs> honest. I I made so many mistakes. Yeah. I I threw out so many drafts and threw many chapters and uh, no, it was terrible. Uh, and but now it's great. It's over, and now I can sort of enjoy it and look back and say, yeah, that wasn't so bad. But no, during the during the process, I didn't even want to get out of bed some days. It was bad. Well, join the club. I've been in radio for 48 years. It's like every day I don't want to get out of bed. You know, it's just the, the way that is. But so you're, you're happy with the work. November Road, you're happy. A uh, thriller and a love story, by the way, set against the backdrop of the JFK assassination. Uh, I think it's a great subject. I absolutely will read the book. It was released today. So as we go along here and it starts selling like mad, you got to come in, back and visit us, Lou. That'd be great. I would love that. We can come back and talk about the Yankees more. I'd love that. <laughs> uh, Aaron Judge, you're not a fan of his at all, are you? I like him, oh but uh, you know, he's a uh, you know. I'm, I, once you're a fan of a team, you just stick with them forever. No, I understand. I'm a Twins fan, and they've been horrendous. Well, I was around when they uh, won the series in '87 and '91, though. So it, it, those two years, it was like a dream come true. But, uh, yeah. you know, we also have the Vikings who have never won a Super Bowl. The Wild or the North Stars have never won a Stanley Cup. And the last time our NBA team won an NBA championship, they were the Minneapolis Lakers, who are now in Los Angeles. But other than that, Lou, things are going really well sports-wise. Uh, uh, well, other than that, you have a beautiful state and beautiful yeah, city. Yeah, true. It's true. Uh, so I, I, you shouldn't complain too much. I'm not complaining at all, and I'm not complaining at all. Having the pleasure of talking to you, uh, to have talked to you, Lou, Lou Bernie, November Road. We will talk to you soon, I hope, sir. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. I did as well. Thank you. Lou Bernie, it's B-E-R-N-E-Y, ladies and gentlemen. The book released today is available everywhere. You know, it's interesting. Ralph, uh, you know, you and I are approximately the same age. The fascination the world still has with the JFK assassination. Isn't that unbelievable? I think that it was sort of it was sort of the start of all the assassinations in the '60s, and I yep, and, and was, I was just yeah. I was just thinking, there are, I think there are parallels with uh, the assassination of Lincoln because that was the same time. Yep, it was yep. terrible divisions, years. hatreds, yep. same thing. No, you're going right. On. You're absolutely right. It was unbelievable. We will be back. Part two coming up. Tom Bernard Show.